Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag BYU. Call claps the hands, has a snap, four-man rush. He steps up in the pocket. He's going to try to scramble. He's got a little bit of room. Grayson McCall makes a man miss. Look out. 50, 40, 35, 30. Grayson foot race to the end zone, to the 10, to the 5. Grayson McCall, touchdown, got it clear. Wow. He'll clap the hands. He wants to pass. He makes the scramble. Now he's going to throw to the end zone. Mamble's there, and he's got it for the touchdown. Got it clear. Sweet. Grayson McCall takes a couple of steps back like it's a quarterback draw, leans forward. That brings the linebackers up. Grayson McCall lobs it right over the head to a wide-open C.J. Marable. Top right, Grayson McCall. That's who BYU's going to play this week. Grayson McCall, huh? What do you think of that? Yeah, I'm going to play Grayson McCall and the Chancellors, Coastal Carolina. <laughs> what am I, Daffy Duck here? <laughs> you are Daffy Duck. Uh, breaking news just barely coming in, PK. We've got it from Ross Dellinger, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports, and BYU and Coastal Carolina are playing Saturday. I want it from Woj. I want it We don't get from... Woj for college very often, though. Yeah, yeah, when I knew him, he covered college. Come on, this yeah, is the but... biggest news in college football of the week. It's like 20 years ago. BYU, our Cougars. You're getting on a plane and going, they're going to get down with CCU. Coastal Carolina, ranked 18th. Looking like it's going to happen. Liberty is going to be, obviously, with the COVID situation and uh, things that I had heard yesterday, but uh, more news developing. What I had heard overnight uh, yesterday was that it was like an ASU situation. You know, they were just waiting until that they had the formal announcement that they weren't going to be able to play. And so BYU is ready to go. Uh, Saw this morning with the truck on the line there, traveling east to South Carolina is where Coastal Carolina is. Conway, South Carolina. Yeah, I've been there. Just outside of Myrtle Beach. I've actually been there. Oh, you have? Yeah, not for work. Okay. Uh, I spent some time in Myrtle Beach. Ah, that makes sense then. So, uh, saw Coastal Carolina. No, I've not done anything work-wise to been to North Carolina for work. I don't know that I've been to South Carolina for work. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're 9-0. Uh, and zero. I guess the big thing for the Cougars is this good enough. The intent here, the New Year's Day 6, has become the ultimate obsession and goal, destination. Is this good enough? Will this do the trick? In what way? What do you think, Cougar fans? I'm flying the ship this morning solo with Yach. We'll have some guests like we normally do. I want to hear from you. What do you think? Is this good enough? How much of a bump do you think the Cougars will get? And talk of maybe then on the in two weeks playing Liberty. The Flames are independent. They've had a pretty good season. Well, obviously, Coastal Carolina, if you look at their record, is. We'll we'll get into this. I've been writing down a bunch of stuff, cramming for Coastal Carolina since last night. Uh, haven't seen them play except for a few highlights. I did see them earlier in the season because they were on television, and it was something that uh, who knows what we were going to get. At that point, I don't think the Pac-12 and Mountain West had decided to come back. 
So I watched them beat the you-know-what out of Kansas, which I'm not sure is a big deal. But uh, there you go, Coastal Carolina, man. We'll hit it here. Stay with us at 7.30. We'll delve deeper into it right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah State. Aggies, tonight, the Academy, Air Force Academy. The chop blocking fools, as Kyle Whittingham once described them with uh, their method of the offense that they run. We all know the offense that they run. We've been seeing it for years because BYU and Utah played them every year, and then they went on their merry way, and Utah State picked it up. And so now they play them. So uh, Air Force 2-2, two and two, and we know the Ags are 1-4 coming off of their, for them, a big win a week ago today, Thanksgiving night at the uh, Air Force uh, against New Mexico up in Logan. This thing is 7.30 tonight. CBS Sports, our own Scott Gerard will have the play-by-play of coverage, of course. Beginning with the pregame show right here, 6.30 on the Zone Sports Network. Now we'll see, man. If just a bunch of fresh faces. And now at this point for Utah State, you think that the guys who want to be there are there. They've had somewhat of a house cleaning. I mean, it's definitely unusual to have this this many guys leave the program. But we're seeing this is something across the country with the opt-out. Some people say it's the quit rather than the opt-out. But nevertheless, that's what's going on. So Frank Miley will take his team into action tonight. And we'll see if that was an improvement or they just beat up on a lousy New Mexico team. Their coach, Danny Gonzalez, I was reading afterward, really went after those guys, basically calling them losers. So we'll see if the Aggies have made an improvement. I hope they do. hope they are. hope they're better. I'd like to see them win, get something going there in Logan, have some momentum going into next season. All right, we'll talk about it, obviously, a little bit this morning. Watch the game tonight. Excited to watch the game. And we'll see what we have right there. All right, let's turn the page, my good man. Hashtag college football. Well, as we know, it's this time of week, uh, this time of, uh, well, it's the only time of year, but it's certainly this time of week of the season. A bunch of postponements. Uh, Michigan, Maryland. So Herb Street made his apology. Uh, I don't know that they're waving the white flag. Because if you're Michigan, you think you'd want to play Maryland. Now, the big thing is, that are they going to be available for next week with Ohio State? And what's going to happen with the Big Ten and the rules with Ohio State? Because they haven't been out on the field in a while. Their coach, Ryan Day, wasn't scheduled to coach uh, this game uh, that the, the Buckeyes have. Who do they have this week? Some dog that uh, Ohio State has. Uh, so can they uh, be available for next week? And they need two games for Michigan. So we'll follow that. Big game here regionally. Not that it was going to be much of a doubt. Boise and UNLV is off. So Boise uh, has not been able to get out on the field consistently either. This all sucks on every every level. We understand all that. And then what we thought would happen is now official. The Vegas Bowl, 10th Bowl to cancel their game. It's out. And you wonder, what what are the others hanging on for? And it's funny, you know, because not, not in the ha-ha sense by any stretch, but if you wonder if the... New Year's Day 6s will play. I know they're higher profile, but if the issues are the issues and they're the same, the level of bowl game shouldn't really matter. I wouldn't think. So, we'll see. BYU striving to get in. Maybe they're striving to get into something that won't happen anyway. And the coaching carousel 
It's been delayed a little bit. Normally this time of year it would be flying high because the season would be over. We would be having the conference title games would be tomorrow and Saturday. So those teams that are making coaching changes obviously wouldn't most likely be in those games. And so they would be running crazy as far as hiring. But we haven't had that. We did have a hiring yesterday. Tulane offensive coordinator Will Hall is going to Southern Miss. And that was announced yesterday. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Hashtag NFL. Gets the snap and is back. Throws it quickly. Intercepted at the 15-yard line. At the 10. That's Joe Hayden into the end zone for the pick six to put the Steelers on the board first. How about that play? Roethlisberger stays in the shotgun on first and goal. He wants to throw it to his right. He does. Touchdown, Juju Smith-Schuster. What a nice throw by Ben to put it right on the money. And for Juju, his sixth of the year, the Steeler offense finally smells the chalk. All right, the Steeler offense did just enough. That's funny. I watched the game. Did you watch it, Yuck? I watched about half of it. I had to go to a family event, but it was a... Wednesday afternoon football game with a team yeah. that seemed like it had a JV squad out there. Well, boy, that was what was uh, going on uh, for the Steelers. I mean, my man, their coach. Tom, Mike Tomlin called it our JV squad. Yeah, he went off the, well, what was about this game that stood out? Us sucking, I'm paraphrasing. But the answer, us sucking, was very strong. He didn't like it. Uh, Roethlisberger, 266 yards with the TD and a pick. 19 to 14, yeah, that was it was sluggish, lackluster, because the Ravens and obviously they had all sorts of issues. They used two quarterbacks, Griffin, the third man, his eighth year in the league. It seems like he has been gone, MIA for about five or six years. We know he's had the injury issues, and he had uh, what do you have a hamstring issue yesterday, and then they brought in the Penn State quarterback. They couldn't really get anything going, although right before the end of the first half, man, they got down to one with you know, six seconds to go, and they threw a pass. And it seemed like they really just mishandled the clock in that situation. And I don't know if you just add that score to it because they didn't get anything. Obviously, that gives them more than 19 that Pittsburgh had, but I don't know that everything would have played out as such if they would have scored on that. But um, the only thing that matters is the Steelers are 11-0. And, yeah, it is a crazy thing. You have to rely on the Steelers. They're probably their other 10 games. I mean, they're legitimate. This one yesterday was a screwy situation on all accounts. We really haven't seen anything like that in the NFL this season with the COVID, and I think it sort of caught up to them yesterday. But they had they tried to play the game, and you're just going to have to make do. So, and the team that wins the Super Bowl, they're going to be celebrating wildly, and they're not going to want to hear any yeah buts. And it's like the Dodgers and the Lakers and the other sports, same thing. So I, I guess that uh, was the longest week in NFL history because it wrapped up week 12. So 13, uh, the Ravens moved their game. Uh, Thursday night against Dallas, which will be played next Tuesday. So hang on to your hat there, and we'll see if they have the uh, sort of like, uh, oh, what is it? The musical chairs moving these games. And uh, we'll see who gets to play this week and who gets to move. Uh, Broncos coach Fangio saying that the team fined all four of its quarterbacks for COVID violation protocols. They didn't wear masks, so they all had to miss the game against New Orleans. We know what that was about. That was another thing that was that was tough to watch. 
tried to watch a little bit of it. Unfortunately, I got the NFL ticket, so I didn't bother. Even though it was Taysom Hill, uh, I really couldn't get into that game. We'll see if the NFL disciplines the team more. They've been doing that because they're taking hardline stances because they're getting down to the end of the season and want to continue, obviously. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Hashtag NBA. We can. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, we absolutely can. Like RJ said with the Nets, it, first of all, it all starts with health. Yeah. You have to you have to have some luck. And you have to have health. That's LeBron talking about the Lakers and their chances to repeat. Now, Lakers got some big money news yesterday in terms of contracts. LeBron re-upping two years, $85 million. And then this morning, they're announcing the deal, $190 million max deal for Anthony Davis. There are two stars. LeBron, so he's turning 36, right, this month? And that's what is He'll be that? 36. He'll be 38 by the end of this deal. Okay. Um, there are thoughts that he wants to play with his son, who is going to be coming to the NBA. It's somewhere around the time he's 40. Well, we'll see if his son is an NBA player. Uh, also true. We've had a lot of folks who are stars at 15 and 16 that uh, don't pan out, or maybe they do pan out uh, as far as making the NBA, but the level of stardom that was predicted for them when they were young teens. So uh, we'll see if that happens. It's funny that, you know, yesterday was Bogut retiring, and basically he was saying, it's hard to get out of bed, I'm paraphrasing, but his body had broken down. Well, go look at the age of Andrew Bogut and go look at the age of LeBron James. They're very similar, if not exactly the same age. And LeBron is re-upping, and he's going strong. So LeBron is somewhat of an NBA medical marvel here that he's able to continue at such a high, high level at an advanced age in the NBA. Because especially for him, when he came in the NBA first thing right out of high school, and it didn't take him time to warm up. He was an instant smashing success from day one. Let's say like a Garnett or a Kobe or some of these other guys, back when the kids can come out of high school and go directly into the NBA, they uh, were gradual. Uh, quick, quick gradually, if there's such a thing. Uh, but LeBron, no. So he's been piling up the minutes, playing international ball, playing extended seasons. He's been to the finals, what, eight or nine, ten times? And so he still continues to be at the top of his game, at least to an extent to where it's barely noticeable if he's dropped anything. So it's somewhat of a marvel. No matter what you think of him, as far as what he can able is to accomplish out on the court, it's just simply amazing. And then the other big news, obviously, yesterday, was the Rockets trading Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards in exchange for John Wall and a protected 2023 pick that has all sorts of stipulations. And they were disgruntled, both of them, and they wanted to move on. Uh, yeah, so it is, they're big names, but you wonder if it's just sort of a rearranging the deck chairs in the Titanic for both of these teams. Now, now Wall hasn't been playing because he's had an injury issue, so Ruptured I suppose Achilles. just uh, yeah, so I suppose just for Washington's sake, getting a healthy Westbrook, and I would say getting an irritated Westbrook, but Westbrook looks irritated all the time, so maybe he's even more irritated. I don't know what the Wall is going to do for Houston. And the Jazz compete with Houston, so if I'm a Jazz fan, I sort of like that trade because it dents Houston a little bit, and Houston was in that neighborhood of competing specifically for conference standings position with the Jazz. Now I'm not so sure they are. 
about to see what Wall's health is and what they do with James Harden, how they handle that going forward. Remains to be seen, but it's something that we'll watch. I mean, obviously the Jazz don't have those issues. They have stability. Seems like they always have stability, and that's one of the call calling cards and hallmarks of the organization is stability, where some of these other teams don't have it. Houston right now being one of them. Hey, with the NBA also announced that what there are 48 players or 48 positive tests came back out of 400 or 546 players in their initial rounds of the testing that they did last month. Now, I don't know. Is that a good number? I don't know if that's a good number, if that's a high number, if that's a low number. I wouldn't know what to expect on that. I haven't really been paying that much attention uh, to what's been going on beyond what I'm supposed to do. Uh, So I'm not sure what that means. Hopefully it means that games can be played. And the NBA season will open on the 21st. What's today? The 3rd? Correct. So uh, you'll have a nationally televised doubleheader on TNT. The Warriors versus the Nets. And obviously Kevin Durant is coming back, and he played for the Warriors, so we can see where that's juicy. And then it'll be followed by the Clippers and the Lakers. And Paul George, man, sort of went after uh, Doc Rivers yesterday. So Strong was, comments. Yeah, miscast essentially in about, his role. Uh, yeah, they wanted him to be a J.J. Redick-type player, running around off picks and all that stuff. And he said he could do that, but that isn't his game. They didn't make adjustments in the playoffs, and we know about the practice issues and Kawhi reports of him not wanting to practice and being late because he was commuting from San Diego. So that seemed like a mess. And now you wonder and you step back. Again, that's that's confusion. That's going against their own selves. And that's something that I've been talking about the Jazz. You know, the whole idea is to have everybody pushing towards the same goal. And not that I'm sure it's great harmony every day with the Jazz because I've heard stuff and you know, things get, things happen when you get people together. But it seems like the Clippers were having some self-implosion, and then you wonder why they blew a 3-1 to one lead against the Nuggets. Well, it's easier to understand as things come out. And now they got uh, Lou there to coach. He moves up from assistant. We'll see if he can get them all together. All right, let's finish it up with College Hoop. Hashtag College Basketball. The top-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs trail at halftime for the first time this season, but a strong offensive second half leads them to 3-0 on the year. 87-82, the final score. That is the call of Gonzaga last night. Uh, West Virginia, two highly-ranked teams. Now Gonzaga's ranked one, so you can't get any higher. Suggs, their star freshman, goes down. Looks like it's an Achilles. The announcers don't want to say anything. I check on Twitter. It's just saying his Achilles is blowing up. And then that would be a bad issue. But he did come back. He looked like he was limping to an extent, but he did come back. Did you hear Mark Few's comments after the game? Yeah, along the lines, well, I told him if he was going to limp, I wasn't going to play him, so he stopped Stopped limping. limping. (laughs) uh, Now this kid, uh, he's the highest-rated recruit that Gonzaga has ever had, and he's all over mock drafts for next year uh, when we get to the NBA draft. And so he comes out of Minnesota. He was Mr. Basketball and Mr. Football. How about that? Man, that's uh, something. So he chose to go to Gonzaga. Gonzaga's got some veteran guys with Kispert and Timmy, and then they've got uh, Znemhard became eligible, and he was really good. And so they beat West Virginia. They they. they continue to amaze on what they've what Mark Few's been able to do. BYU 
got a nice win. Watched a good portion of that game as the NFL was uh, somewhat boring and flicked it over. And they hung on to beat St. John's. Barcelo continues to lead them in scoring. Big surprise, 13 points, 15 rebounds from Gideon George. This uh, No, he's not a JC. Is he a JC, JC kid? New Mexico Junior yeah, College. Yeah, New Mexico. Yep. New Mexico. I thought, uh, yeah, there you go, That uh, out of New Mexico. And I'm talking to some people after the game yesterday, you can associate it with BYU, saying they're pleasantly surprised on how good George has been. And this loner kid is a freshman, and he looks like a freshman. <laughs> He looks a little bit overwhelmed, so I would assume that uh, maybe they might make change there, put George in the starting lineup, although that's not that big of a deal. It's about the minutes you play and when you play them. And George was playing down the stretch, deservedly so. So it's a nice win for the Cougars. They got Utah State coming up, uh, what, for Saturday? Is that it? Up yep, in Logan? Saturday up in Logan and, at the Spectrum. Uh, Coach Smith has tested positive for the Aggies. Correct, so and limited amount of fans. There. Yeah. So ah, that's a, that's a good deal for BYU. If that's one place where I'd want limited fans, it would be in Logan, because those folks come out when BYU plays, and it's a big big deal. So Dixie State, man, they beat North Dakota by a point in their first game as a Division One program. Jeff Judkins' brother is the coach there, and UVU gets by Westminster. Utah tonight, Pac-12 and season opener. And hopefully it's uh, it can change us, uh, still happen. Obviously, we know Utah's been having issues. 4 p.m., that's a strange time. Uh, we double-check that? It's not 5? Yeah, it's, it's 4, four. It's four p.m. Four, I, that's on the Pac-12 network I against Washington. I triple-checked it. Okay, good. Washington, now Washington stinks. They got beat at home by UC Riverside. Yeah, Mike Hopkins does not have his best team yeah. up there. That's not good news. So I would suspect that Utah, which obviously has been battling COVID, their coach, Larry, has had it, and their players and all that stuff. So good to see them get back out on the basketball court and actually play a game. Way late in the season for them. Some teams have had conference, non-conference games, had several non-conference games. The Utes are going to have zero. But record's going to be held, so you might as well have an opportunity. And this should be somewhat of a, it should be definitely a game that you can win. As they would say, Washington is no good. So I'll be watching that today, this afternoon at 4 o'clock, see what the Utes unveil. A lot of new players, but a lot of returning players also too. So they need to get winning. And I think they got an excellent shot here, at least in game one. Southern Utah opens big sky play today against Montana. Already, conference season is beginning. I sort of like it. I like uh, some of these non-conference games just drag on and on and on. What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up right around the corner is Coastal Carolina good enough. What do you think, BYU fans? Rally around us. We want to hear from you. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone.